Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, depression, anxiety, multiple allergies, and autoimmune disease with a focus on the gut microbiome. Join me for episode 10, where we discuss women's hormonal health with Christine McCarroll, nutritional therapy practitioner, and learn how digestive health impacts hormonal health. We'll hear about the top root causes of hormonal dysregulation and the nutritional therapy approach to recovering your health. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Functional nutrition is similar to functional medicine in that it seeks root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's talk with Christine. Good morning, Christine. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thank you. So, Christine, in uh, the last episode, we talked about your background as a nutritional therapy practitioner. We talked about how you got into uh, the nutritional therapy mode and what made you become a practitioner. In this episode, I want to do something a little bit different and talk about your practice specialty, which is women's hormonal health. Um, can you just say a little bit about that? Like what kinds of things you see? Sure. So, you know, something that I learned in nutritional in the uh, nutritional therapy program that has just really stuck with me and it's 100% true is that our hormones are the lens through which we see the world. And so when we are having great hormonal function, we are going to feel good. And then we are going to process the world differently. So we're going to have a positive outlook. We're going to experience things more positively. Whereas, you know, if things are out of balance, uh, you're going to be more likely to have, you know, maybe a harder time processing things that are happening. So, you know, the same stimulus that you're getting in the world can really either be something that feels good to you and positive, and you're able to handle those those challenges appropriately, or it can feel really challenging and kind of like the world is coming in at you. And so, um, you know, I think that is so important, just how we are able to be and show up in the world. Um, and so, you know, those that's that's kind of the the reason and, and why I think this is such an important topic. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I do remember that exact quote, right? That hormones are your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can remember Greg Graham saying this in a video. Mm-hmm. Hormones are the lenses through which you see life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that was just so illuminating for me as well. Um, but for, for someone who doesn't, you know, know, someone who's just struggling with chronic health issues, but they haven't put it all together... Um, how would I know that I'm having issues with wonky hormonal levels? So, you know, I, I see this a lot with women. Women are the primary focus of my practice, although I, of course, do see um, men as well. But women have a very delicate hormonal system. We have different and more hormones than men do, and they are more intricately balanced. And so, therefore, it's much easier for them to get out of balance. And so what often happens is that hormones end up being the symptoms where there is maybe something else that's been going on for a long time and there's been underlying you know root issues that have gotten somebody out of balance but what they notice is these hormonal issues and so 
you know, that can look like certainly really bad PMS. Um, that can look like struggles in the middle of the menstrual cycle. So that, you know, the, the couple of times where we have the biggest swings and shifts, although a cycling woman is going to have a different hormonal picture every single day of the month, which is fascinating to me. And also, of course, a reason why we can easily get out of balance. Um, but these times of the month where, when you're cycling, so mid-month and then right around your period are times that you're having more significant changes. So a lot of women notice symptoms um, around that time. So it could be PMS, it could be breast tenderness, it could be um, feeling really tired or brain foggy. It could be what I see for a lot of women. And this is actually how I ended up coming up with the name of my, um, I have an ebook and a podcast and a program all by the same name, which is The Bitch Fix, um, which is of course a little tongue in cheek, but a lot of women were kind of telling me like, I just feel bitchy, I don't feel like myself. And it's like, I can't control, you know, this really big irritability that I'm having at these times of month. So irritability is a big one. So those are some things that I see um, happening a lot, just generally speaking with women's hormone balance. Um, certainly as women head into perimenopause, which is a lovely phase that I'm in right now. Um, I'm 41 and, you know, we start around a decade before menopause starting to hit some changes. So, you know, we're not in full swing menopause where you think of like the major hot flashes and, um, you know, all of that stuff going on. But some women do start to have some things like insomnia, um, even minor hot flashes, changes in their cycle where they're getting either really short or really long periods. Um, again, kind of that moody um, issue, feeling low energy. Those are some all some things that can happen in perimenopause. And then the other thing that I see significant um, numbers of women coming in with are thyroid issues. And so, with thyroid, usually what I'm seeing things is like weight gain um, that is stubborn to efforts to lose weight, um, cold hands and feet. It can even be things like the last part of the eyebrow, kind of the end of the eyebrow starts to get thin. Um, again, that brain fog can show up. Those are all just different symptoms that I see when women are having thyroid issues. And it's extraordinarily common for women to have thyroid issues. I mean, some people estimate that over 70% um, of women will have thyroid issues at some point during their lives. Um, and most most people who present with thyroid issues are women. So not that men can't have those issues, but that it is pre predominantly um, female. And so, uh, you know, those are, those are often the, the symptoms that drive someone to seek help. Oh, thanks. Uh, that's pretty, that's a pretty comprehensive look at it. How mm -hmm. do you work with clients once they come to see you? Can you give me, us an idea, like kind of an overview of your approach? Sure. So, you know, I'm always looking for the root cause, right? So, you know, the conventional approach is there's a pill for every ill. And if you have some sort of uh, symptom, there is a medication that we can use to put a Band-Aid on that symptom. And unfortunately for most women, you know, it's kind of uh, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Everything looks like birth control pill to most doctors who are just trying to quote unquote fix hormone balance. And so um, it's just the answer for everything, even though there can be all of these different root causes. And so you know, I'm not interested in just masking a symptom because what I find is that when we use that approach, um, then the symptom is going to pop up in a different way somewhere else. So if we, you know, if we're just putting that mask on, but we never figured out that root cause, um, we're just kind of whacking at symptoms and they're going to come up later. So I'm trying to figure out what was the first thing to, um, 
to go out of balance. And so, you know, what I talk about hormones, um, I often use this analogy of a web or like a dream catcher. It's like a spider web or a dream catcher. And if you imagine that in your mind, you know, that picture where everything is connected, it's not possible to pull one thread and just like pull that out of the web. When you pull on one thread, you're pulling on the whole unit. And so I'm looking for that first thread that got pulled. And for most women, the things that I see most commonly are um, a blood sugar issue. So insulin is a hormone a lot of people have heard of. They may not have even thought of it as a hormone, but it's, um, it is a hormone and most people have heard of it. So when there's blood sugar dysregulation issues, that insulin can be one of the first threads that gets pulled. The other primary one that I see for um, a huge number of women, and this is kind of for myself, how I dysregulated my hormones and, and got into uh, you know helping women get back in balance is cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So significant stress, significant blood sugar issues, and those can really go together. Those are the two hormones that often get you know pulled, and so those can be kind of primary things, um, primary steps in helping get somebody back in balance. Yeah, I love that image that you described there, kind of that uh, that delicate web that can get yanked in one direction or another, but but really we need it to be um, centered and kind of supportive and and whole. Yeah. Um, do you have sort of a, a client story to share or a case study? Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I work with digestive health as well. It's not something that most people put together, um, that digestive health has to do with hormone health. Um, but that is, it's another piece of the puzzle. It can be, you know, besides those two things, I mentioned a primary issue where if someone isn't able to absorb their food very well, then of course they're missing those building blocks to build good hormones. Um, so, you know, one thing is a woman who's maybe been on a low fat diet for a long time, our hormones are made from, our sex hormones are made from cholesterol. So having a low fat and low cholesterol diet can really imbalance that. Or if you're not digesting those fats um, or cholesterol very well, those can imbalance it. So, um, you know, I, I was working with a woman um, probably about a year ago who had actually first sought me out because she had digestive complaints. So she was having a lot of um, just pain with digestion after just about every single meal. And kind of peripherally, almost as an aside, it wasn't her main concern, but she was saying, you know, I'm starting to have these hot flashes, I'm starting to have insomnia, um, you know, all of these things that were showing me that she was, she was in her 40s, heading into perimenopause. And those were concerns for her, absolutely, but her it wasn't the thing that was causing her pain multiple times a day. And so her very first thought is, I need to fix digestion. And then, you know, hey, if we have time, help me out with this other stuff. And so I said, okay, great. So we started with with digestion um, and you know spent a few months actually really restoring her digestive capacity get finding the foods that worked for her finding the foods that didn't work for her um, I do a lot of lab work in my practice so um, I've you know also studied um, functional labs um, in addition that was kind of advanced training I did beyond the nutritional therapy association so um, we ran some um, you know so looked at food sensitivities I looked at stool culture we found out what was going on inside her, um, inside her body and her digestive system. We got all that in line, and what happened along the way is that that insomnia and those night uh, or night sweats started to really diminish. Um, so to the point where she was, you know, almost not even having them anymore. And she would notice then that sometimes they would just flare up randomly, especially if she ate something that she knew didn't agree with her. Then she would notice the next day she would have an increase in those night sweats um, or having problems sleeping. And so we really just by helping her digestive system heal, 
got 80% of the way towards resolving those hormonal systems, um, those hormonal issues, and we hadn't even really directly addressed that. And then, you know, once we had digestion under control, she's like, okay, hey, I can see that this is mostly reduced. Now this is my primary concern because it's the only thing that's kind of still lingering. And then so we did spend a few more months working on more directly on her, her hormone balance because just about everything else was working well. Um, and it didn't take a lot of effort to really get those things you know, f under control because she had done so much of that preliminary work. Um, so you know, we really got her to a place where she's digesting comfortably, but also now really has very few and far between um, of those symptoms of perimenopause that she was experiencing so much at the beginning of our work together. So I'm just curious, like, so you mentioned that it took a few months to sort of get the digestion back on track. It took a few more months to work on hormones. How many times would a client, typically, does a client see you during that period of time? So I always start with an initial four-month program, um, and, and I have kind of finessed that, that time period over my years of, of working with people. Um, it's a really kind of a sweet spot of we can get a lot of changes made, but also helping people to stay with those changes because just we're all human, right? And sometimes people feel like, hey, I've made so many changes, this is great. And then they stop their work and then they kind of fall, I will say off the wagon, although I do not believe there is a wagon, but they kind of maybe regress back to their old habits. And so the four months is a kind of a magic time period where someone has been able to get those changes, but then also really kind of solidify that. So the first month I'm seeing people every single week because I think people need some help kind of, as I say, getting off the blocks. Um, you know, really making those changes that they need, talking through everything. I have a really significant intake process. It's usually about two hours because I am diving deep into all of those, um, all of the health history. I want to know from the time you, you know, came to this planet until now what's been going on for you um, because, you know, again, like there can be many root causes. So we really do that thorough assessment that first month we're meeting weekly. And then I usually meet with people twice a month after that for the duration of the four months. Um, and then, you know, they have full access to me during that time. So I have a, a, a portal where they can send me messages. They can send me pictures of their food. They're basically getting full on support. And then, you know, at that juncture, then we just assess. We just say, where are you on your health journey? Did you get all the resolution that you needed? And many times somebody has. And then, you know, we just kind of check in as needed going forward without a particular, um, you know, framework. Um, and then if we've gotten, you know, like in this case, somebody had gotten really significant resolution on her primary issue, but now she's like, okay, well, let's finish figuring out this other piece. Um, then we said, okay, well, let's set up a new kind of framework for these, you know, these other symptoms we're, we're handling and, um, you know, we're able to continue working together. She actually was part of my, uh, my group hormone balancing program. That was the next best fit for her after our one-on-one -on -one work together. So, um, you know, it can it can look however it needs to look after that point. But I just that that initial phase is how I really get somebody to, um, you know, to that primary first place of feeling good again. Hmm. Yeah. So so I think what I'm hearing is that it does take a while and it's kind of an intensive process, the the one on one um, program. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want people to start feeling better right away. And typically people do within, you know, within the first month, they're feeling a lot better. Um, but I also, like I said, I've seen this enough times where someone starts to feel better and then with all the best of intentions goes forward and falls off. <laughs> so that's, you know, the just the initial feeling better feels good, but it doesn't mean that all the work has been done. 
Right. And I think I think it just highlights something that people need to understand about nutritional therapy, which is that it is it is more of a an investment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an intensive process. But the good news is that we are, are working to resolve your health issues, not just cover them up, like you said, and, um, you know, really sort of get you back to that place of health that you used to be at. And, and that's, I think, a really a, a wonderful benefit of working with a nutritional therapist. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned rather intriguingly in our last podcast, vitamin S. And I'm wondering uh, if there is anything you can say about vitamin S and how it might contribute to hormonal dysregulation. (laughs) Sure. So vitamin S is sleep. Um, And, you know, I always, when I'm doing my, either my one-on-one work with people or in my group program, we never just address food and supplements. We're always talking about lifestyle too, because you these things are not in a vacuum, right? You cannot supplement your way out of not resting or moving your body or any of that. Um, and sometimes that's what people want, right? Um, I will, I'm just gonna, I'll throw him under the bus because I know he's never gonna listen to this. My dad is a perfect example of this. Um, he would, he would rather, he's working now, he's, he's actually doing some work with me, uh, but it took a long time, and he would rather take some medication for his type 2 diabetes than address some of these other factors that were, that I knew could help him reverse that. Um, and so it is easier, and I get that, like I super get that people want the easiest solution, but sometimes if you're really wanting to resolve things long term, we have to do a little bit of, the, of these other things. And so I can't just say, here's a supplement, the way that some a doctor would say here is a drug and it's going to fix everything so vitamin s is one of those lifestyle factors sleep um, it was one of those things that for me when i was helping my daughter recover um, which was you know how i got into this work in the first place that was where i got super deficient i was super deficient in vitamin s and it really messed up my hormones you know i was doing a lot of other things that jacked me up at the same time too i won't lie i was really abusing my body during that time um, and in my efforts to help my daughter heal her body and it took some work. It took a lot of you know work for me to intentionally focus back in on myself and on my own body. And the very first thing I had to start doing was sleeping again. You know, I was drinking literally pots of coffee every day so that I could stay awake and research everything I needed to research for her and prepare her food and all of this. And, um, you know, the first thing I had to do when I discovered that, so one of the things that I do lab work on is adrenal function. So adrenals produce our cortisol hormone, which is our stress hormone. So I, you know, looked at my own stress, uh, my own cortisol levels, and I was tanked. I was flatlined. Like I, they, my poor adrenals were not making anything. Um, and it was because I had really just dysregulated everything with all the stress I had been under. And so the very first thing I had to do was not start taking some different vitamins. It was that I needed to sleep. Um, and so that's one of those primary things. Um, certainly looking at other stressors in your life and how you can manage them. You know, there's not a magic uh, anti-stress pill. I wish there was. There's also not a way that most of us can just, you know, go off and, and into the woods and not deal with modern life, right? We live in a modern world that's really busy and fast paced, but there are ways that we can take time for ourselves and for our own self-care in the midst of that. Um, so, you know, finding ways to take care of yourself, finding ways to manage your stress in a way that feels good for you, finding time to sleep, finding time to feed yourself nourishing food, all of that is sending a body to your, uh, I'm sorry, a message to your body that you are prepared to heal and that you are taking care of yourself and it allows your body to rest into the place of healing. 
So I, I love to end with a, a bunch of quick tips for listeners, kind of like to sum up what we've been talking about. And sure. I think you kind of started that a bit of that, but maybe you can just um, sum, sum that up for us again. Sure. So I think, um, you know, sleep, getting enough sleep, which, uh, you know, I said in the last episode, seven and a half or nine hours are magic numbers for, um, for sleep every night. It aligns with your natural sleep cycles. Finding ways to de-stress. Some of my favorite ways are meditation, visualization, getting out in nature and walking. Those are all just really easy things that are accessible to almost everybody. Um, Don't cost any money, right? So those are some easy things to get started with. The next thing that I really think is essential is managing blood sugar. And so, um, you know, the conventional healthy breakfast we see on commercials is like you know some sort of a grain cereal and skim milk and orange juice and when i see that i just see sugar 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 when i look at that you know um that picture and so getting a sufficient quantity of good protein and healthy fats and really reducing that processed carb load is going to go a long way towards balancing that insulin hormone that i was mentioning earlier that's one of those first threads that gets pulled as well just like the stress thread and the cortisol thread um, you know that blood sugar is another major issue and so not being afraid of fat eating some good fats um, eating enough protein and really managing that you know excessive carb intake that most of us have come to think of as healthy Um, and i'm not anti-carb by any means but it certainly doesn't need to be the primary focus of our diets Um, those are some simple ways that we can start getting our hormone system back in balance and then you know anyone who's wanting to take kind of a next step Looking at your digestive health is going to be a really important factor as well. So, you know, are you basically putting in the building blocks that you need? Are you putting in those nutrients? And then is your body actually able to absorb those nutrients? Because those are the two places we can really miss out on those critical building blocks. Thank you. So, you know, if people want to get in touch with you, if they're interested in working with you, what's the best way to do that? So probably my uh, my website's the easiest way, which is taprootnutrition.com. Um, and so I have information there on my one-on-one work and my group program, um, The Bitch Fix, which is going to be uh, opening up again in June. Um, and you, there's a place to just, just set up a free 20-minute discovery call with me. We can talk about what would be a good fit for working together. And, you know, at the at the very least, I always have somebody with at least one takeaway on, some, you know, kind of like we just discussed right now. Here's one thing based on your health story that I think could help you right away to start feeling better. Well, that's perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. This is fascinating. Thanks, Madeline. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast copyright 2019 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.